So here we are, another episode of the Young Flamingo Club. My first name is Justin, my last name is Purser, and I'm here with my co-host, Montana Mindy. Montana, are you even here? Yeah, I am right here, nowhere else. Yeah, well, it's good to hear Good to hear your voice. I haven't heard it in about uh, 15 seconds, so. Good to hear yours, too. Um, I'm broke, so I'm going to have to ask you for some money, if that's okay. Yeah, I can cash app you some. Um, I can uh, cash app you right now, actually. I have a lot of money. I actually just got $5,000 in my bank account yesterday. Um, Okay, well, I think this episode, Alex Schaefer, was one of the most interesting ones that we did. Uh, What's your hot take on it, Mr. Five Grand? Yeah, I I love talking to Alex. I loved his... uh, the age at which you started listening to Star Wars, I felt that, um, listening to Star Wars, started watching Star Wars. I found that interesting. I did have some regrets though, like listening to it back. I, I regretted that. I, I felt like I talked about TikTok too much and that's embarrassing. And then um, I mentioned that salmon season is something people celebrate, which it isn't. I don't even know why I thought of that, but it just uh, it, came to my mind. So I literally had Googled salmon season after the fact and could not find anything on it. And uh, I was like, hmm, I got to ask Justin about that. And now that just answers my question. And yeah. Secondly, um, oddly enough, after we had finished uh, recording the podcast, Alex has blown up now as some sort of a, nft superstar so it is interesting to see uh how overnight success can happen and how it did happen with him wow that's interesting because we haven't even you know put this podcast out but everyone must just know that they're anticipating uh that that he talks about nfts and turning his art into nfts and my other regret was when he you know brought up the magnifying glass that i how you could burn stuff that i set my room on fire but you know, whatever. Well, so, you have insurance and you know what? You can pay that off with the uh, $5,000. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Um, so also, I just wanted to bring up to our listeners. So you, you mentioned to me like recently that um, you're, you're sworn off dating right now. Is that, is that true? Yep. So uh, all the girls that are trying to date me right now, which are zero. Um, yeah, I'm sworn off dating till 2024. Oh, wow. That's good. Well, I mean, and you've chosen something to help with that. You know, the joke is uh, you know, how to get a girl to not like you is to tell her that you started a podcast. So right. that's, uh, it's helping. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So and, that's good. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to have no trouble there. And even yeah. if I didn't, even if I hadn't started a podcast, I wouldn't have no trouble there. So yeah, I think by 2025, uh, America will just be communicating only in podcasts. I don't think anyone will actually be speaking to each other. I think also every child born by 2025 um, will be given a social security number and a podcast. So we need to hurry up and get ours going so that we're ahead of the game. Well, well, we're getting the wheels moving. And uh, yeah, so I mean, as far as the girls go, uh, sure, the wheels are moving in the podcast sector, but uh, and they're going to remain stopped in the, uh, the dating sector. So that being said... Let's get into Montana's way of not dating, and that would be this podcast. Here we go. Let's go. Grandpa used to sing all those years. Instagram just goes straight for boners. Welcome to the Young Flamingo Club. Today we have 
amazing guest, as usual. We have nothing but amazing guests. My dear friend and one of the most talented artists I know and probably will ever have the chance of knowing because most artists don't want to be my friend, uh, Alex Schaefer. Alex, how are you doing today? Uh, you know, it is a, just fantastic to be here and, uh, you know, just to share the space. Uh, it's great. The guy at the door, I gave him a nice tip. That does sound amazing, and thank you. And uh, but before we do get into the next subject, uh, let's see what Justin is all about. He seems to change personalities almost every episode, it seems like. But uh, Justin, what is going on over there? I was actually um, just looking out the window to find out where I am, because Alex said he was glad to be here. And uh, I didn't know if he was here too, so I wasn't sure where we were. Okay, well, that is good to know. Uh, I do have a square on Justin, just in case he gets lost ever. Um, you know, I just beep it and we'll figure out where he is. Um, it's happened. It's happened a couple of times. Yeah, so like, like thank in you. my mind, in my mind, I was, I was like picturing that we're in a kind of a virtual reality space. You know, like that's part of the Young Flamingo Club is it's like, you know, I, I put my goggles on, my 3D virtual reality, augmented reality goggles, and suddenly there's like flamingos and floating drinks that you can just pluck out of the air if you want one. I'm looking at your Instagram right now, and it looks like exactly two days ago, according to Instagram, if they can be believed as real news, which I think they can, Yeah, you posted a picture that... Uh, a digital painting, it looks like, of Wells Fargo on fire. Yep. Is that correct? That is, that is what I'm known for. So, yeah. You're known for that, Wells Fargo on fire? I, well, actually, more Chase Bank on fire. Oh, good. Okay. Whew. Yeah. Because I, I, don't, I don't have any money in Chase Bank. Thank you. That is a body of my work, paintings of banks on fire. Um, and it is definitely at this part, of my uh, arc as a painter, that is definitely the most popular and collectible uh, body of my work right now, which is great. I love it. And ironically, uh, you actually might sell some of these paintings uh, for NFTs, which means uh, you get cash. The whole thing about NFTs is the drop. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all about the build-up, the publicity, um, just getting people all frothed up to, uh, and then they just, like, open up the gates like a horse race, and everybody just starts throwing prices out there. So, I've spent the morning turning the Brother printer into an NFT. Look, if we can just Good. keep the traction, as, as I say that word traction on that brother printer and we maybe sell parts of it as an NFT and just make the most out of what we got, I think there is a possibility that, uh, you know, not only will CVS sponsor us, but also Chase and Wells Fargo. First of all, I really love your analogy of the building the hype. It's sort of like a movie premiere is pr kind of what you're saying, which makes it sense. Is. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you hype it up and then it's, you it's know, like go any time. auction. Yeah, yeah, that's it's, yeah. It, an auction it is, is actually like a better auction. analogy. Like, I have, I'm appreciative to Montana for extending an invitation to Clubhouse for me because, you know, I've been listening to Clubhouse chats. Everybody is talking about um, 
NFTs, like, oh my God, blah, 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 blah. All these artists, I'm tired of like hearing about it, but then they'll try and do an auction and it's just, everybody is like, you know, self-conscious. It's completely the wrong vibe. That's, it, it makes total sense. As you said, like I said, movie premiere, yeah. you said auction. Auction is probably more correct. It's like, you know, if you're going to go to an auction, the hype on the main piece they're selling is always what gets everyone there. So you have to like, you can't just, like you said, drop an NFT on a clubhouse live and be like, who wants this? Because it's like, at that point, it's yeah. more like a yard sale. Right. It's like, oh, I'm having an opening and it's in the community thrift store. Ugh. You know, it's like, that's already where a, like a painting goes to die, you know. And, and look, um, the, the only auctions I've been to, they haven't been on Clubhouse. They've been at the GSA and I've bought old Crown Victorias for $600 that have been seized from drug dealers. Do you ever check under the seat to see if there's any drugs are hidden anywhere? You know, I've never thought of that. And I've probably, now come to think of it, have lost out on millions. There might be a Bitcoin wallet. In oh, that's a good point. That you know, is a someone's good point. Gonna, <clears throat> someone's going to make a movie where like... It's all about trying to find the fucking 12-word seed phrase, you know? The, all the kids don't realize that the, the song that Grandpa used to sing all those years, all the words at the beginning of each stanza were the wallet. Grandpa knew the wallet code. Yeah. He was, yeah, I like that. That so could be the, the name of the movie, like, Grandpa knew the wallet the, code. <laughs> it's not a coincidence that the biggest art market in the world is in New York and then Wall Street is in New York. And it's because... The art market has no re regulation, none. You can fucking lie. You can have chandelier bids, fake bids, all kinds of uh, pumping and dumping. I mean, it's uh, it's because there's no law uh, in the art world. And nowadays, there's no criterion for good in art at all, you know? Oh, that's out the window. Yes. Well, so, no, there, there, uh, there is. Uh, it's Instagram likes. Instagram just goes straight for boners and, and WAP, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's 90% of the pages I follow on Instagram are just boner pages at this point. So I agree. <laughs> Instagram is the action movie of apps. What about TikTok? Do you guys do, Alex, do you have TikTok? Montana, do you guys get in TikTok? I have not gotten into TikTok. I think I downloaded that app on my phone for about five minutes and just kind of doom scrolled. Right now I'm into sheep shearing videos. There's these guys that shear sheep and it's so amazing to watch. And like, there's a guy with a machine press that like, he'll squish gummy bears and yeah. foam. And it's, and then there's some oh, cooking wow. videos that are amazing. There's a guy I follow in Florida who mows lawns. And just watching him like edge the grass for me and like is super satisfying for some reason. And they're really smart. So when you post one of your like first three or four posts on TikTok, even though if you have like four followers, you'll get like crazy views because they just open it up and it gives you that dopamine hit. And then, yeah. you're, and then you're hooked. And, and for those of you that, that are out there, uh, now you realize why I asked uh, how Justin is doing uh, every time we start Young Flamingo Club. Uh, right there. He likes to watch people trim the hedges of lawns. I mean, when I heard about TikTok, I immediately thought of our mutual friend, Mr. Let's Paint TV, John Kilduff. And I was like, and I'm sure Montana would agree, John could become a fucking TikTok icon. 
Yeah, I mean, if he were to get on a treadmill, if he were to blend drinks, if he were to paint, uh, you know, a portrait like he he used to do on TikTok, I could assure you, within a month, he would be a TikTok legend. He would. He definitely would become a TikTok icon. And this also reminds me that um, Montana and I were toying with the idea of a of a second podcast called TikTok Talk, in which we will at the end of the uh, season. We will host the TikTok Icon Awards at Staples Center, Ooh. and we will give out these awards to the, tip, the top TikTokers, if we can say it. And, and, and you know, uh, actually, uh, Justin, being a movie director, uh, we're not even going to have any of his fancy gear. We're going to have one of those, uh, those flip cameras, you know, where that has a little Velcro strap so you can get the best kind of uh, stabilization and the little flip window thing. That comes yes. out. We're gonna we're gonna have those the Sony Sony ones that are about eighty dollars a piece. Yeah, and, we're gonna uh, take it back to uh, we're gonna take it back to two thousand and nine and ten with the flip. Remember the flip cameras? Exactly. Yeah. Again, again, it kind of goes along with our uh, brother printer idea. We we, we use a uh, retro tech. I have a bloggy. It's called Excuse a blog, me. A bloggy camera. Oh, are, I thought it was a disease. <laughs> I have bloggy. Yeah. Oh, are um, you okay? Let's get into uh, the the questions in a bowl. Questions in a bowl. Alex, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. I'm going to pull out the first question. What app on your phone do you love use the most? Probably say um, Twitter. Twitter. You're you're a tweeter. My website. My Twitter. My Instagram, it's all paint with Alex. So that's where everyone can find you. Yeah, paint with Alex. Smart. This is a major announcement. Alex just followed me back on Twitter. Oh, yeah. It felt amazing. Good. My wow. phone vibrated. It was like, Zzz. yeah, well, there's like I, another molecule of dopamine floating around in my <laughs> brain right now. You know, I, I'm really glad that you guys are exchanging uh, dopamine molecules. And to even <laughs> boost the, the mood here a little bit, uh, YFC uh, is now on Apple. Uh, Justin was hot on the press to inform me this morning. So I do want to thank all of our listeners and uh, Justin uh, for really getting excited when he told me about that. You're welcome. Yeah. So moving on to the next question, what was the first thing you ever wanted to be like a job or a passion as a child? And as you know, children sometimes can say they want to be strange things, which you might not remember, but maybe your mom or dad told you like, you know what, Alex, when you were a kid, you wanted to be an apple. Probably something like uh, an astronaut you know, a stormtrooper, Darth Vader. Star Wars came out and I was, you know, I was the perfect age for Star Wars. And 35. Obsessed with, yeah, 35. All right, so you're 40 um, years old when Star Wars comes out. And uh, now, do you buy one of those lightsabers, like say at Toys R Us when that was still a thing? And uh, when you swung it, did you make the type sound effects? I probably wished that I had a lightsaber. Um, I, if I think about it, you know, I did have a lot of the action figures. And if I had not just completely destroyed and melted them uh, over the years playing with them, you know, I could probably put them on NFTs. eBay. I could be, or yeah, make an NFT and, and get some bids on it and get some price discovery. But uh, I just, yeah, I destroyed them all. Wow. So were you doing that to make art unintentionally? 
I did like to burn things and melt things. So you were a pyromaniac? Uh, it was, I guess. I mean, when I l figured out that you could take a magnifying glass, start to burn things, I, was, I thought that was the coolest thing for and, you know, uh, a long time. We, we have to hold on here. I'm hearing a bunch of black helicopters uh, hovering <laughs> over my house right now. <laughs> yeah, I think we actually might have to cut because I didn't know you could do that. And as he was explaining it, I'm doing it, and uh, my, uh, my room is on fire right now, so give me one second to get this fire. <laughs> Do you think maybe, you know, burning Stormtrooper action figures led you to maybe painting burning banks? I don't think so. Oh, man, yeah. that would have been a great connection. It would have. Wait, wait, let's do it again. I'm going to ask it again. Okay. And you say yes and somehow connect it. Do you think burning toy action figure stormtroopers led you to painting burning banks absolutely yes i mean the the, yes. the the thought of the spontaneous combustion of the concentration of my hate oh, into a beam of energy that would chills. just blast forth wow um yeah. So wow. as as I stood there on the sidewalk painting that first plain air on location burning bank in my mind I was like it was like a, a like a MK ultra uh but I was uh, you know one of these I was awakened like a Manchurian candidate and suddenly my eyes were glowing mm. like the lasers on bitcoin twitter and you know like this power in my hands and and it just shot out on the canvas well i have chills montana uh he definitely ignited the canvas it sounds like and what i'm rem <laughs> getting reminded of is uh you know the emperor he puts his hand out and lightning comes out of it something like that but regardless he's igniting the canvas wow i can't believe we uncovered that in our uh investigative reporting skills we were able to tie back you burning stormtroopers as a child to you painting, burning banks, selling them on, as NFTs, making millions of dollars. Wow. You yeah. heard it first, folks, on the Young Flamingo Club. The Ooh. Young Flamingo Club Psychiatry Corner. Yeah, it's kind of weird because the only other time I do a lot of talking on the internet is when I'm doing teletherapy with my therapist. Oh, maybe so, we should record that. Moving on, let's pull this third question out of the bowl. Here we go. Okay. It is... Okay, so first I have to preface that this question was brought to us by Divya. She, uh, as she was on our podcast on episode two, she in Montana suggested we add this to the list. So here we go. What is your favorite specimen to work on? I would want to learn uh, a jackalope. Jackalopes. Oh, so just to clarify, specimen, as she specified, see what I did there? Can be anything, a, a paintbrush. It could be a okay. subject that you like to paint, like burning banks, wink, wink. Yeah, and you know, lately I just love to just paint over old shit and just, you know, every time I paint out a painting, then I should make an NFT of that painting because now it's like uh, an x-ray. It, it exists literally under, buried under another layer. That's actually a really great idea. That Honestly, like just... Straight up, like, paint, if you recorded yourself painting over the painting, but then yeah. the original painting that you painted over was available as an NFT, that's, right. I think that's smart marketing. 
I mean, I, I photograph paintings when, I, when I'm going to paint over them. Then maybe the person that buys the painting, the, the, the new painting, would also want the NFT of the original right. so that when it's on their wall and they have people over for like a, you know, when salmon season ends and everyone has parties to celebrate, you know, salmon yeah. season ending, it's quite common around the world, that they can say like, oh, you love that painting? Like, oh, let me show you the picture of the original that I own. It's an NFT. I'm rich. Yeah. I like it. Well, right. I mean, these collectors are just are going to have, you know, a big high def frame television on their wall that will just be, you know, displaying their NFTs. It'll, it'll, it'll be another thing that they collect and it'll be so much easier to transport around the world. Do you hear that, everybody? Anyone that collects anything materialistic uh, or an object you're finished. Well, you know, the thing about like the banana hey, and they right. sold the banana for a tape to a wall for a hundred. Oh, yes. Yeah, with duct tape. Or something like that. Yeah, I think that was 2019. Okay. Right now, a few things. First of all, um, that artist is, and he's been doing contemporary uh, conceptual art stuff like that since the 80s. You know, the people that bought those, they didn't buy the banana and the tape. They bought a certificate of authenticity from the gallery signed by the artist with a description of what the, a, a very detailed description of exactly what is how to do another tape to, to the banana, banana to the wall. But they're technically the only one who can tape a banana to a wall and then say that that's, you know this artist's piece almost like that was almost like the first nft that i yeah. know of now look uh justin being a director you being a really really good artist and maybe those uh, collide in some way uh, have either of you been to art Vedal? yes i have yes okay so I, so we both have we all yeah. have yeah, my question is, uh, do you get the sense it's like a mini miami vice but it's like isolated in that little I guess, world. It's almost like a different world. What do you mean by Miami Vice? So pastels, people oh, in, in really like um, cool clothing. I've never been. Have you ever been to Miami? But that's just Miami Beach. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, okay, that's just so Miami Beach. That's just yeah. actually Miami. Okay. Yeah. So Montana, just so we're quick, Miami Vice was shot in Miami. <laughs> uh, Alex, I don't think many people know this, but... Uh, you helped create Spyro the Dragon. Yep, I was in in the nineties. I worked in video games, uh, and so and I worked on Sega Genesis games, and then I worked on uh, Super NES, and then I worked on uh, PlayStation One games um, at Insomniac. So I worked at Disney and I worked at Insomniac and I was part of the team that made Spyro the Dragon one, two, and three. Uh, there, there's probably a timeline since I believe in multiverses. There is a timeline where I stayed in video games and I, I probably, you know, have like, a uh, a house and, and, uh, and a more normal two kids, two kids, two and a half kids divorced, but gets along with the ex-wife. Uh, and, and, you know, raking in six figures. Good health plan. 401k. And kids are going Probably to a, a, a Spyro the Dragon tramp stamp tattoo no. somewhere. And for uh, our listeners that aren't familiar with Spyro the Dragon, um, Google it and you will see that you have seen Spyro the Dragon. 
definitely some time in your life. I remember thinking at the time when um, Epcot was built that uh, the Figment Imagination Ride at Epcot that they sort of ripped off Spire yeah. the Dragon. Spire the Dragon 1 was made by about eight to nine people. How many people work on a video game today versus when there was eight people making Spyro the Dragon? Yeah, it's unreal. But, you know... I mean, have have you seen the credits of uh, Grand Theft Auto? I mean, they don't stop. I never stay for the credits. I usually just kill a hooker and leave. I'm sorry, we kind of got off track here. Uh, Justin, if you you would uh, get your hand back in that bowl and pull some unruled college paper out. Do it. Uh, My hand is... Just so everyone knows, my hand's always in the bowl. Oh, this is a new one. This is a new one we added to the list uh, within the last week. So this is exciting. God. Yeah. No one's ever been asked this one. If there's a kid out there listening right now who one day dreams of doing what you do, what advice would you give them today? Don't go to art school. Um, I, say th- I say the same thing to kids that ask about film school. Don't go to film school. Don't go to art school. Yeah. So, 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 so the new school in New York, don't even think about it. I mean, there's so many ways to make money with art. Maybe this is what I would say. And nowadays, more than ever, there are so many opportunities to monetize crafts and art and things you make with your hands. Um, I feel like, uh, speaking about teams, I feel like you should learn AutoCAD, uh, if you don't already know it, and go one-on-one against someone who actually is a part of the Young Flamingo club team yeah uh jake don't get me started on like contemporary architecture or anything built starting you know in the 20s oh we won't i don't i think it's just they're just ruining the skyline with these buildings do you hear that jake you're ruining skylines stop it i've been saying that for years i feel like jake's i don't know i feel like jake's always been kind of ruining skylines for me I'm going to rip my hand. I'm going to reach my hand back into this glass bowl. You're going to rip your hand off. I'm going to rip my hand back into this glass bowl and pull out our fourth question, which is, oh my God, this is a new one too. This is, uh, you're kind of guinea pigging this for this, these questions for us, Alex. Um, Here it is. What questions should we add to the list to ask other guests like yourself? What questions would you like to hear in the future from future Young Flamingo podcast guests. So is that how what time do you wake up and what time do you go to bed got added to the list? No, this is, like I just said, this is the first time. This is a new question, Alex. What do you really think about Pepe Le Pew? Okay, so that's the good question. The good question is who's getting canceled? Yeah, here's interesting. Remember the the, um, Taco Bell campaign, Run for the Border? Oh, fuck. you can't do that anymore, right? And didn't they actually, did, did they ever use that sort of uh, freeway sign? Um, yeah, I know, I know the one you're talking about. It's in San Clemente. I have the next question here that I've already pulled out of our glass bowl. And it fits right. Corner. Conspiracy corner. It fits right in with what we were just speaking of. Um, yeah. And this will be our final question, Alex. Are you ready? Yes. Here we go. Is the earth flat? Uh, it seems flat. So but you're going with flat. And I'm what do you base flat. that upon? Uh, just what I've seen. From what I've seen. Yeah. Not yeah. from what I've read uh-huh. or, uh, or learned from science. Just looking at what I've seen, it's flat. 
but we don't we don't say one way or the other. We let our guests decide. So yeah. flat, flat it is. Yeah, just based on what I'm looking at. And what are you looking at currently? I'm looking at a pretty flat cement. It's flat as fuck in here. Yeah. Well, there we go. That's that's that makes sense then. Yeah. One hundred percent. And you know, I learn with my eyes. I'm a visual learner, so I, I don't. You know, one way or another, I uh, I can see why some people think it's flat. Some people think it's spherical. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. And also, in what I I want to like, if I'm painting plain air, you know, like a burning bank, or whatever. And my canvas is flat, and uh, and then I I I'm looking at a little piece of the world through through uh, through my viewfinder, and and I'm flattening it out. So it's there. We go. That that ties it all together, and that makes sense. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your knowledge of everything and NFTs and your your art, Twitter, everything. Thanks so much. I learned a lot. Definitely want to thank you for taking the time out of your day and joining us here at the Young Flamingo Club. And uh, yes, please come back, Alex. Thanks, yeah. Alex. Have oh, a good yeah. day. I'm a, I got the lifetime membership card, so. Oh, you don't yet. We got to decide that. All right, guys. Have a All good right, day. Guys. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Thank you, Alex. All right, what an episode. I think uh, Paul Krugman would not be happy with Alex Schaefer and the way that he approaches economics. Uh, what do you think? I don't think so. I don't think Paul would like like the way Alex is thinking right now and uh, might have some legal legal problems with, with him. So I don't know. What do you think? Do you think with the possibility that Paul Krugman might come after Alex do you think he could be a liability if we let him be an honorary member of the Young Flamingo Club? Look, uh, either way, uh, I'm going to say yes to Alex being an honorary member of the Young Flamingo Club, uh, given uh, his amazing artwork, um, the flaming banks. Um, it's all, all just too much. He is 100% a member. And if uh, Paul Krugman doesn't like it, he is free to email me on his princeton.edu email address and uh, let me have it. Yeah, you know, I was I, I was thinking about it too. I didn't know, you know, but I, I, I agree. I think Alex could bring a lot to the Young Flamingo Club as an honorary member. So I, I do agree that he should become one. His NFT knowledge and now that he is a a legend in the NFT world, he could really help us, um, you know, monetize Young Flamingos as in a, NFT. So I, yes, yes. I, I heard he's changing all of his handles to paint with Alex to NFT mogul. NFT mogul, I like that, yeah. And speaking of mogul, which this doesn't segue, but I'm going to make it segue, <laughs> music mogul is also a, a thing, right? Like there's music moguls. I think, uh, uh, what is his name? Timberland? Timberland is a music mogul, yes. So we have a new theme song that Timberland did not create, but it is going to be debuted on our next episode. It's going to be a brand new intro and outro song that Montana had specifically made for our show. And I think you're going to, even if you don't want to tune in to listen to the podcast, you're going to want to tune in and listen to this new theme song we're going to debut. 
Yeah, and it was uh, executive produced by uh, Paul Krugman. Um, no, I'm kidding. It was actually uh, produced by my good friend, uh, Dr. Rafael Fernandez, and he's actually going to be on the show. Uh, so keep a lookout for that. And uh, yeah, so thank you, Paul and Rafael. Yes, and so here we go. This will be the last time we have any of our outro songs um, that we've been using. And then next episode is going to be brand new music. So here we go. Goodbye, everyone. Later.